0: Nick Dahr here with Big Z Media. Hope you enjoy the episodes of Business Over Brew and pleased to have the Riverbend Growth Association as the sponsor of this program. You know, our missions are kind of the same, really. We're uh, attempting to educate people about business, foster business in the Riverbend community. Uh, The Big Z has been a member of the Growth Association forever, probably back to our inception uh, as a company almost. We have always been members of the Growth Association have gotten a lot of benefits from it. There's so many networking opportunities you can take advantage of. I've met so many great people uh, just because I've been a member of the Growth Association and taken advantage of all the events that they have, Uh, plus just some of the resources they provide you, the relationships you build, um, just lots of great reasons to join the Growth Association. They do a lot of great things in the community as well. They highlight a different nonprofit every month. Um, So really they're, they're just invested in the community here, and especially the small business community, which is what Business Over Brew is really all about, which is helping the small business community because it's so important to any community to have a thriving business community. And and the Growth Association has really helped with that. Um, If you want more information about joining or events that might be coming up, they have events all the time that you should definitely take advantage of. I'm going to give you the website to go to. Just head to growthassociation.com. You can get a membership directory. You can see who's taking advantage of it. Um, You can see about the events that are there, learn more about possibly becoming a member. Um, Or if you already are a member, uh, you can find out what's going on with the Growth Association at growthassociation.com. So just again, big thank you to the Riverbend Growth Association for sponsoring Business Over Brew. Welcome to Business Over Brew. My name is Nick Dar. Pleased to be joining you here from the Great Rivers Tap & Grill, excellent restaurant inside the Best Western Premier. If you get a chance to check it out, I highly recommend you do so. This is a show where we talk to business leaders in the community and very pleased to be joined today by Gary Hoggett, First Mid-America Credit Union VP of Mortgage Services. Thanks for coming on. Nice Appreciate it. Nice to be it. here. <laughs> We're drinking tea, that's brewed. <laughs> business over with. It could be anything. So, (laughs) uh, just We were talking before we came on the camera and I think we were coming up with some good stuff. Just kind of tell us how you got your start (laughs) in the business we're going back to it started right here actually. Yeah so
1: that's a funny story to start here at the at the Alton Holiday Inn. In the early 80s when they were doing the construction my dad was on the construction crew here and he said hey I got somebody you can talk to you get a job and this was the summer before my senior year so I was looking to do you know, I'd done other stuff, but wanted to do a real job, right? right. So I started at, at the holiday Inn. I worked a couple, I worked all through my senior year in that summer. And then when I went to college, um, when I would come home, I would work summers here. So they were real good to work with. Um, when I got back, I was working full time at the front desk and, um, they needed somebody to work midnight. Somebody was going to have a baby and I said, Oh, I can do that job. And so and really, I could do the job, and, and that was fine. The job was fine, but I didn't really care for midnight. Right, you know? as
0: most people don't, I yeah, would say. it's
1: like, who do you see? You only see you know, the, the security guard, and, and we weren't good friends or anything. <laughs> so I was like, oh. um, So when she had her baby and came back, she got the day shift, and I stayed on midnights, and I thought, this isn't going to work for me. So I thought, what can I do? Um, and this is when I started my career in banking. So I... Got hired at Germania. It was a savings loan in town um, out by the mall.
0: Not the brew house, the. the yeah, the, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they're in the original building. Right, right. Yes, yeah. um, and started as a part time teller and did that for a while. Moved up to senior teller and then so the personal banking stuff and then the branch manager. And I spent. 16 years in retail doing branch
0: management and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, you, you talked about, and this is something that uh, we've had Riverbend CEO students and various people come into the radio station and we do a little, we'll talk to them a little bit about just their careers. And, and I always say that one of the things that uh, really just, it was kind of dumb luck. It wasn't necessarily planned. It was something you mentioned before we came on the air. Um, I just volunteered for everything that came up, any opportunity, like I, I said, I wanted to learn that, I'll do, I'll do that. I'll take the weekend shift, whatever. You know, it was just continuously raising my hand to where eventually five, 10 years down the road, I kind of knew how to do everything. Right. So when it came time to look for a new person to run the station, it was like, well, he might not be great, but at least he knows how to do everything. So that's how I got the role, was just continuing to raise my hand.
1: So that was kind of my philosophy. I always tried to dress for the next position so, I mean, when you're a part time teller, you don't have a lot of money, but I would wear a jacket. Right. And it would be really funny because somebody would be yelling at some teller, and I'd <laughs> I'd step the over there and on. say something. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they're it's the same thing they just said, you know, and they're like, oh, okay. I'm like, I'll just have a jacket
0: I'd on. I'd like to speak to the manager. The manager. Well, well, girl, they're not here, but Gary's got a jacket <laughs> on, so we'll go get him.
1: <laughs> and then I would try to learn the next job. So, even when I was here at the Holiday Inn, They had a system where you could do training online. So when we weren't busy, I would be training online and then, you know, I could do reservations. I could do whatever because they learned it at at Germania. I really wanted to do personal banking. There wasn't a position open and I said, I'm going to come in on my Saturdays off and I'll work with the senior banker and just learn your job is that okay and they're like i don't care right yeah you know
0: and so then no one's like ever asked said, that before. when the
1: position came open i was like hey i already know this job i can right. do it
0: sure sure so uh, take us from germania to you know where you are now
1: so i
0: w- did some small business
1: lending for a few years and that didn't really work for me because i'm really into helping people and it was more churn Get to the next loan get to the next loan sure, I'm like right. hey, that just doesn't work. So I went into mortgage lending, which is what I've been doing now for 17 years and it really fulfills a need that I have of helping people um, There's really so I tell people when I say, well I, my job is making dreams come true And I really mean that because right. there's nothing that feels better than when you help someone buy their first home. Um, and it's really something that I've always, when I took training, I turned this, took this sales training course that was all needs-based. And they taught us that if you meet people's needs, you'll always sell and you'll sell what you need to. And so, you know, when I meet someone, I'm gonna ask them questions, figure out what they really need, and then I'm gonna help them to get there, you know, to meet that need. And so that's how I got into the lending side of things. Um, when I went to the credit union, the way that reason it was such a good fit for me is the credit union has a philosophy of people helping people. Mm-hmm. It's really not just a slogan they have, it's really the way they do business. And our whole focus is how can we improve the lives of our members, of their family, of the community? And so we have this mandate to the community. And so then that really set well with me because of my need to, to if you want to call it, serve people. So there was this book that was put out by Gallup. Um, let's see, it was called Now Discovering Your Strengths. And I thought, Oh, this should be great. I'm young and I'm trying to learn all these right. things. And I took it and then I got the results, and it was like the the results was like you should be in a position of service. And I told my wife, My strengths are lame. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, No, they're not there. What you're it is what it is. Right, you know? yeah. And I guess as I've grown over time, I I have realized that it isn't lame. You know if that's what you get have your passion for then that's what you need to be doing and it just works best for me when i'm helping other
0: people you mentioned that focus on you know helping the members that's the number one focus i, I just saw a, a video uh, it was jeff bezos talking about amazon um, and uh, somebody was going to start kind of doing what they did and he was worried that you know a lot of consternation amongst the company that they were just going to put amazon out of business and and he he called a meeting which was only like 100 people at the company at that time and he said it's okay to be afraid of what's happening but be afraid of our customers and how we can focus on them to serve them better mm-hmm. um and now obviously that led to a great deal of success for for amazon so um that's Important to so many things can happen in, in business and a lot of outside forces, but when you just have a focus and a real, you know, clear due north for your company, that really is beneficial. Yeah. Talk a little bit about um, networking has been very important for you. I know you've been a big part of the Growth Association for a number of years. That's probably how you and I first met. I would imagine at some Growth Association event. Um, just talk about the importance of networking and how you've kind of leveraged that to be successful in your career.
1: So people do business with people that they know and like and trust. So then the first thing you gotta do is know people, right? And so that's what the networking is about, is getting out there and meeting people. Um, I joined the ambassador committee because at the time it was so that I, I thought, hey, this is a great avenue. Right. It'll kind of force me to get to things and then I'll meet more people. So then the next step is that they, after they know you, then they have to like you. So you gotta be likable you know, I always try to make it a point to be kind to people. I think that I should be a hard worker. I should be honest and I should be kind. And so if I'm being kind then over time, then it builds that trust that they think they can trust me. So <clears throat> networking to me is all about referring people. And um, my philosophy on that is I'm gonna talk to you and you're gonna tell me something you need. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know this guy over here and he can help you. I've always looked at myself as like a liaison between right. people. And I'm just putting people together. Um, Zig Ziglar says that if you have enough, enough other people get what they need, you can get everything you want in life. So I kind of feel like it's not about me. I'm just going to help you guys. And then I bet when you do need a loan, you're going to say, hey, that Gary Oggett, I know mm-hmm. him. He's a good guy. He'll help you. I trust him. You know, and so I tried and make this world's philosophy is really bad. It's all about me. Right. Sure. And it's not we're living in for sure about me. So if I make everything about other people and taking care of them and helping them, help them find the right person they need. I mean, that's why to me, networking is so important. It really isn't, oh, I got a tick off that I saw three people and I got their cards. Right. I'm just looking for, oh, that's really unique what they do. I think I know someone that I could help.
0: It's one of the most rewarding things I think uh, has been throughout my career is connecting somebody that has a need with somebody that can fulfill that need and, and helping them both. That's really just yeah. a very rewarding thing. And and networking is a great way to, to be able to, the more people you know, the more you're able to do that, I guess.
1: I mean, I think that's really the crux of it all for me. You know, and some of the validation, from, um, when I, I won Ambassador of the Year in 2008, and that kind of was a little sort of hey, the stuff you're doing, it's working. This is the right thing to do, keep doing that. Um, when I got hired at the credit union, <clears throat> the CEO then, he said, you know, I really want us to become the premier lender in this market. And I teach my staff, just help people. When they come in, don't be an order taker. Our job's not just to take orders, it's listening. Listen to what they had to say, figure out what they need, and help them to get there. And this last year when we won, you know, the best of the best mortgage lenders to me that was like, hey, I think right. I think we got to the right place. This is where we're supposed to be. Sure. Um, you know, and when I'm not working, my faith is very important to me. So serving my family, you know, being a good husband, being a good father, serving at church, those things are all important to me, but they're still back to back to <laughs> kind of serving. Right,
0: yeah. How do you stay organized? How do you prioritize and delegate tasks throughout the day?
1: So I am really good at using an Outlook calendar in that I probably, I micromanage myself. I have things like every 30 minutes all day long. It keeps me on track. Um, I, I'm i a firm believer that you had to um, mark out white space. So that's your time to be thinking, to plan for the next day, you know, that. so you, a lot of people if you don't, you get stuck that uh, all these fires that come up during the day and at the end of the day, you haven't done anything. You know, These are the things that keep me on track and here's my white space to still think. I try to teach my staff, I tell them that, hey, you gotta blackout time, That's just this is time to think. Now, <clears throat> I'm not a big delegator. Um, I believe that cross-training in jobs and that we, we all know our job and if I'm doing my job and they're doing their job, it's really not anything I can give you to do because this is the job I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I, I thought about that. How do I delegate? I don't really delegate, but I train people to do my job so that if I'm not there, they can. But I don't, if I'm there, I don't ask them, hey, will you do this? Because that's what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: Right. I, I, I don't really love this word, but how do you handle Maybe not failure, but it doesn't always go your way. So how do, how do you handle that when it when it doesn't?
1: Okay, so this is really funny because this morning I sent a quote to my son every day, and the quote that I sent today. Let's see, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You're as prepared as any out. guest I think we've ever had. So. You Which know. is really weird though that this was that today was the day that I sent him this quote, but. Uh... I'm sorry, I okay. the being prepared was I could have had it <laughs> up at the time. Losers quit when they fail. Winners fail until they succeed. So I don't look at failure. It's just part of being successful, right? You, you have to fail at something and you do it again and you fail and you do it again and you're always looking for, well, how can I do it better? So, um, when we make a mistake, I hate it, but I always think it's an opportunity to, to learn. Right. And so I look at the situation, And one of my big pet peeves is, I don't care who did it. I don't, we don't need to figure out who can we blame this Mm -hmm. on. Let's figure out how it happened and how we don't want it to happen again. So I guess my failure, you know, how do I deal with failure is I look for ways to make sure it doesn't happen a second time. And how can we grow from it, learn from it?
0: You know, I was in a meeting recently and we were just, we were talking about societally and, and even myself personally, you tend to, it's, I feel like maybe I'm a little more wired to dwell on the negative and try to fix those things. And I am poor at complimenting and recognizing, hey, 90% of what we're doing is great and it's really working. I, I fixate on the 10%, how do you, if that's an issue for you, how do you manage that?
1: So it is hard, right? I'm just asking for personal advice, yeah. really. <laughs> so Zig Ziglar is the one that says you should look for the gold. Mm-hmm. He was one of my big, he's not, I think he's- He's passed, passed away, I now, know, yeah. yeah but you look for the gold, not the dirt. And what Mm -hmm. we tend to do is, you know, when you're digging for the gold, you're pulling all this dirt away. And so when you're developing a staff member, you look for the thing that they are strongest in and you build on that instead of finding their weakness and constantly say, you don't do this right. You don't do this right. You need to get better here. And um, I found when I was training personal bankers that I would have one that couldn't do something. And I would say, why am i going to fix all my time wasted on fixing this one problem when here they are fantastic right let's just fix all of our time on making them so good at this that nobody cares right that they can't do that you know yeah. uh, it's it, it is hard because you want to just look at the negative but. it is
0: hard it, it's <laughs> i think the reason it's hard for me is i definitely want any praise i want it to be authentic i want it to, them to feel like it's it's real and a lot of times it is but I mean, let's, if, if you're being honest, I think if your supervisor or boss or whatever title you want to say comes in and says, Hey, you're doing a great job here, but, but. <laughs> they're only going to remember what you said after, but, you know, <laughs> so, right. so it's, it's tough to, it's not tough. It's just, it's, you got to be intentional about okay. praising, complimenting when things are going well and you do see good things. And, yep. and uh, I can certainly genuine. do a better right. job at that. So um, that's, that's, but it's something that's important, I think, because well, you don't, recognize how much impact what you say has on other people when you give a compliment or when you give criticism, both. So, um, it's, it's important how you word those things and how you approach it. I think so. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Gary in the, in the mortgage business, obviously it's been a little bit of a something we've seen something in the last couple of years that you hadn't seen for a while, and that's rates going up. Talk about the impact of that and how first mid America has dealt with that and, and what it's meant for, for your clients. <clears throat>
1: so rates, to me, are just relative. They are what they are today. I, I was doing a presentation, we call it a department showcase at work, and, mm-hmm. and I was talking to staff, and in, specifically right after lunch today. And one of them said, what's the highest rate you've ever seen? And, and in the 80s, my parents bought a home, and it was 18%. Right. And, you know, so when I look at it, I'm like, okay, our rates are 6 right now. when I bought my first home, it was 8%. So rates, just the rate for the day. You know, a home is an appreciating asset. So it's never a bad choice to buy a home, right? It's gonna, it's going to be worth more down the road. So it's just relative to what your rate is today. And if rates get better, you just refinance it. Then. Sure. So that's what, that, that's what I would tell you, you live, don't stop. So, right. yeah. Well, why do you want to rent? Right. When you're renting, you're paying someone else's mortgage and you're just throwing your equity away every month, where at least if you're buying a home, you're building equity for yourself. Right. Um, and you know, it is, it's is—it's something that's stressful for people right now, they're fearful about it, it is anything to be afraid of, it's just what it is today. You find a home that you can afford, make the payments, and then when things get better, rate wise you change. You know, we've lived in an environment where they were so low, Right. That it's just unusual. Every everybody in this what, this generation that's been around for the last ten years, they don't know any difference. Right,
0: six percent blows their mind because yeah. they're used to, <laughs> you know, lower than that. Um, you mentioned daily white space. Are there some other daily habits that you, you know, are religious about practicing every day to be successful?
1: Um, so I'm an early person. I like to be the opening person. I have a couple of blogs or. Uh, podcasts that I listen to while I'm getting ready at, at work you know doing there's some reports and things I pull in the morning I can listen to those mm-hmm. I I like to listen to, to some industry things you know I look to the Christman commentary which is all about mortgage and there's a company called Crucial Learning I listen to a lot of stuff by then it's just something that I can do during that time no one else is there yet right usually about an hour before we open um, that's real important to me to have that time so I guess it's kind of my, it should be my my planning time. But to me, it's just time to like feed myself with some information, figure out the top stories of the day.
0: Have you always been an early morning person?
1: Always. Always. I'm yeah. up at five every day.
0: Right. Um, last question. Uh, beautiful Saturday afternoon. You got some time to yourself. What are you doing?
1: Probably going to be mowing the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like to read. But if it's summer, I'm just going to be outside doing something in the yard. Um, if my family's there, we're going to be doing something together. Used okay. to be a heavy into exercise and workout. Not so much anymore, but I still love it.
0: Right. Anything we missed or anything that we we should touch on before we wrap up here? Or did I do I such a good <laughs> job interviewing? the <laughs> a great that job. Uh, that's <laughs> fantastic. So, uh, Gary, if people want to get a hold of you, how can they do that?
1: Well, they can certainly get a hold of me at the credit union, First Men America Credit Union. Um, my number, I'll give you my phone number, 618-258-4536. Happy to help any way I can.
0: Gary, thanks so much for coming on Business Over. appreciate well, thank it. thank you. Good to see you again. Good
1: to see you.